The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Now it's time to look forward to the weekend in sport and I'm joined by Mick McCarthy, senior producer with Off The Ball. Mick, good morning. Hi Pat. Now maybe we'll go back overnight first of all. The girls in green and the homecoming, did you catch any of it at all? Saw bits and pieces of it and obviously watched some of the videos on, on online afterwards. It was a lovely occasion actually. You know there was like 8,000 is the estimated crowd that, that turned up in O'Connell Street and you know given that there's all there's been so much controversy is the right word but I suppose distractions every time this team has done something all the way back to when they qualified in Hamden it was nice to have a night that was just what it was supposed to be and it was a celebration and I'll see you'll see a lot of the young fans boys and girls there who were just inspired by them quoted in all the papers today so it was lovely really Yeah and and then we move on very quickly to you know the future of Vera Pau which will be obviously in the domain of the FAI in the, the coming weeks but, you know, they're going to be back in competition in September. So there's not much time to reorganise. There's not much time. Her contract is technically up next month as well. You know, she was talking last night in a way that suggested that the future was with Ireland and, you know, the next tournament and the next tournament. That's what she's talking about. It's not seemingly what the FAI are talking about at the moment. They've talked about, you know, a, a review of the World Cup and all of the reports have suggested that contract negotiations have stalled. Um, so we'll have to wait and see there. I think the consensus at the moment is that we're probably going to be moving on without Vera Pau, which is, a, from a football point of view only, is a, is a, is a crazy situation. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, the, okay, we didn't get to the next stage, but a 2-1 defeat um, at the hands of um, the, the Aussies, uh, what was uh, at the hands Canada, of the Canadians, yeah. a 1-0 defeat at the hands of the Aussies and a nil-all draw at the end. It's It's... You know, it didn't get us through, but it was not a disgrace by any means. In no way, in no way. Like, I mean, the Oli- Canada were the Olympic champions and went out at the same stage that we did. It was a group of death in, you know, a cliché term, but one that's there for a reason. And Ireland, I suppose, met expectations. We gave, we were in every game. We didn't yeah. qualify, absolutely. We would have loved to. I mean, the players and the management absolutely would have loved to. But you saw, like, I think the homecoming last night shows that it was a success. Ireland's level at the moment, unfortunately, is getting yeah. to a first ever tournament. And that's brilliant in its own okay, way. Okay, so. but Germany gone, Italy gone, Brazil gone. You know. I know, I know. So. Argentina, it's, 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 it's an open World Cup. Germany was a really big surprise yesterday. Yeah. Now, let's uh, talk about, um, you know, the, the sport changes as the calendar changes and we're already looking to the Rugby World Cup and the warm-up game against Italy on Saturday. Yeah, it's um, it's funny, isn't it? Rugby just kind of like is almost slapping us in the face as being yeah. back in our faces and it's going to be the story now for the next few months because the World Cup's just around the corner. It's exciting. I mean, as soon as I wouldn't be mad for the World Cup warm-up games, Pat, never have been. There's something that's like... Too risky. No, well, I suppose there has been risk in the past and we've lost some players. It's more that I suppose rugby is not a sport that rugby fans will always defend, uh, you know, against the, the, the non-rugby fans who will say that Ireland beat New Zealand in friendlies and so on mm. in November, but there's no such thing. These warm-up games are the only time in international rugby where you could pro- really say it is friendlies. And they're just uninspiring, I suppose, because you're used to seeing such competitive fare in international rugby. But then they named the team, yes, uh, or was it yesterday? And suddenly you're looking at it and you're thinking, oh, this guy's getting a chance, this guy's yeah. getting a chance. You're, you're excited because like the World Cup is around the corner. There's a lot of players to watch for. I think Saturday night's not going to be about the result, but it's going to be about watching for individual yeah. players and seeing their and kinds of performances. And of course, Johnny Sexton cannot play. Um, he's fit yeah. and he's involved in the training sessions, but he cannot play because of the sanction. Um, so, uh, But I think we know that he will probably deliver when he is picked anyway, irrespective, because he's, he's a hard man and he <laughs> puts his heart into training. So, 
yeah, Johnny Sexton is the the ultimate professional. He is the type of player that can come back from a long absence and hit the ground running. And I think that's everybody's hope. Now, he's getting older all the time and, you know, eventually that will catch up with him. And I think Ireland would have much preferred to have him involved in at least one of these games. Mm. He hasn't played, don't forget, since the Six Nations he was yeah. injured. If only to come on for the last 20 minutes or whatever. Just to get some rugby under his belt in competitive fair. And that that's a worry, but it's not a disaster. He's going to be available for the first game against Romania. He'll probably play more in the group stages than we would have liked, but it'll be okay. Whereas now... What Andy Farrell gets to do is have a real look at some alternatives there because regardless of Johnny Sexton's fitness, it's a long tournament, it's a nutritional tournament mm. and whether we make it through to the end with a, an out half who's able to play all of the minutes of all of the big games is uncertain and we need to know who's next in the pecking mm. order. Now, it seems strange, but we're looking at Camogie finals um, the, the, at the, the junior, intermediate and senior levels. Mm. You know, which should be much later in the year. It does feel like it, yeah, yeah. We're in the third week of four All Ireland final weeks in a row, I suppose. You know, with the with the ladies' football next week kind of rounding off the intercounty season. Um, it is strange. I think a lot of us still aren't used to yeah. it. You know, like we're still in. We're only at the start of August. We've got half the summer to go in terms of school, anyway. And uh, yeah, we're we're wrapping things up. But I think Sunday could be very interesting, Pat, because. Waterford haven't have only made one final in history. They're uh, 1945 was the last time, so it's <laughs> ancient history, and you know it, it's been a kind of a cabal in um, in in Camogie for a long time between Cork, Kilkenny, and and Galway. And Waterford have broken through that seal now. Whether it's a step too far, I don't know. But it is lovely to have this kind of excitement around the Camogie final. And like the county of Waterford are really up for it. They're really getting behind their team. So I think that in itself is great to see. Yeah. Um, the majority of the fans at the Camogie matches tend to be female. Mm. And the cheering is like a jet plane taking off. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be very young as well, I would say, as, yeah. well, as well as female. But again, I think great to see. And, and, and hopefully there is a good crowd because they have been growing over the last few years and it's becoming a bigger day but it's still a little bit behind say it's a football equivalent yep. in the LGFA obviously you've got big crowds with, with Dublin often involved and so on um, but Camogie needs to kind of get to that level as well so hopefully it does Cork it's a big game for them as well I mean they've lost the last two finals they will really fancy it I think nobody's going to bet against them this weekend mm. they should be better than Waterford but you wouldn't know either like I mean these teams play each other a lot in this comp- yeah. in, 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 in this uh, code and, and finally, Mick, I, sh- I suppose we should mention the Premier League is not that far away. No, we've got the Community Shield this weekend, uh, Manchester City and Arsenal, which is, I think, as always, just kind of like jumps up on us a little bit. But very soon now, I think we'll get that out of the way at Wembley on, on, yeah. on Sunday and everybody will be very, very ready, I think, for yeah. the kick And, and the face of the Premier League in terms of the, the personalities, the stars, is going to be quite different uh, after all the transfer moving about. Absolutely, yeah. There's a, there's a, lot, of, uh, there's a lot of big name players off in Saudi Arabia now um, yeah. for, and we won't see much of them I would imagine so yeah I think it's, it's going to be an interesting season I think one of those where uh, you know Liverpool are going to look very very different Chelsea are going to look very very different like completely different mm-hmm. uh, with a new manager as well and who knows what you get from everybody else but like I mean you're going to still be looking at Manchester City as the dominant force yeah. until we hear otherwise with the money in their pockets exactly. of course there are other teams now with money in the back pocket too but anyway for the moment Mick McCarthy senior producer with Off The Ball thank you very much for joining us The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.